I think we're really lucky to have this really unique relationship with these other space exploration companies to be helping us do what we want to do, which is explore the final frontier. This is the Sciences Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration only on MarketScale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and joining me is Deanna Shukas. She's the Senior Application and Implementation Specialist at Psyche Systems Corporation. Deanna, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Well, I'm really excited to get a chance to talk to you because we're talking about laboratory information systems today. And uh, this is a little bit outside my comfort zone, but I'm excited to learn a little bit more about what you're going to be talking about and what you do at Psyche Systems. So I wanted to start off and just kind of ask a a general question. I think from the outside perspective of someone who's not in this industry, I've always thought of uh, laboratories as a place where people kind of become numbers and IDs and barcodes and that sort of thing, and that some of the humanity can get lost kind of in that process and in that system. How do you make sure that the life of another person stays at the forefront of everything that you do there at Psyche? Well, I think the point that you just brought up about humanizing what we do from that perspective is so important because, you know, the lack of the care and concern that can happen in a laboratory can make things a little bit cumbersome from time to time. So um, actually placing a perspective of every time you're dealing with a specimen, yes, you are barcoding it. You have, you know, some sort of a chain of custody, making sure that you're taking the utmost care of that specimen. But in reality, it's a person. It's a person's outcome. It's a person's results. And the results that you find in the laboratory are going to be passed back to them and a proper health plan will be in place um, post-result review. So it's just very important to remember that every specimen that comes into the laboratory, although will have some sort of number associated with it, is still a human life. Yeah, that's a really good point because I think that just sometimes the the outside image of what goes on in a lab is it can be a, kind of a cold view, I suppose. And I think that you're right, just having that uh, mindset all the time that uh, what you're dealing with uh, affects a person and it affects their overall health. And so keeping that in mind, I think, is is absolutely huge for what you do. Um, so you've developed something called the life of a case diagram, and, and it kind of explains all of the different areas um, uh, where a laboratory kind of touches the story of a patient. Can you kind of explain this diagram and explain how this came about? Sure. The diagram is basically, um, it's it's more of a high-level overview of the life of a case from within our software from that perspective. So it starts with the order and the collection and the transporting of that specimen to the laboratory. Um, and of course, there's a verification step involved and then some accessioning, which means you're entering the patient demographics as well as what was ordered for that specimen um, for that patient record. Um, and then once a case is created, the case follows a uh, number of steps in that process. So you're going to analyze the results off of an, um, an instrumentation or it could be on a microscope if it's a, if it's a cytotechnologist looking at it from that perspective. Um, and then somebody will be able to go in and interpret those results and give an overall patient result, which will then create a report for that doctor or an ordering physician um, so that they can review it back in their office. So what we did here was we broke it down into the very specific steps that a specimen will follow through, um, but keeping in mind that wherever you see 
the heart and the heartbeat, um, that we're still keeping much care and concern for the fact that this is a patient, this is a life, this is somebody whose um, results could be affecting the rest of the, you know, the future of whatever um, the outcome is. And even to stem from that could be their family as well. So it's just giving a high level overview of that process. So uh, you have a lot of steps laid out here. And I I think that that's a really, it's really interesting just how much detail goes into this and how much thought you put into this diagram. Uh, Why was it important to lay out each step of the process and to really not skip over anything from your perspective? Well, I think that um, there are stopping points for each of the steps. So with, without one, you can't have the other, if that makes any sense. Um, the process is so specific. Um, there are a lot of regulations out there in the laboratory world. So if you do not follow one of those steps or perform that step correctly, you either need to take a step back or you can proceed to the next step if everything looks okay. So um, in order to remain in compliance, um, to make sure that you are um, following the process correctly, you must follow these steps in order to be successful. So. Um, It may seem like a lot of steps to somebody who has taken a step back or outside of the laboratory, but somebody like myself or somebody who has worked in lab looks at these steps and and says, yep, that's the next step. Yep, that's the next step. So it becomes like second nature after some time. And it seems to me that this gives uh, everybody kind of a big macro view of the process, I suppose, so that uh, people don't uh, assume that the only portions that uh, that matter to you are the portions that are in the lab, but it, it gives you kind of, I guess, that wide angle lens of the entire journey, which I think is important in keeping that the idea of the humanity as as part of it, right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I, to, to me, that that's really one of the things that, that stood out just as I looked at the diagram and, and, and considered kind of what it is that, that you guys do. Um, so from, uh, I suppose, just g- give me the, the background on how um, this software came about. Like, what, what kind of drove home the need for this for you personally? Well, I started out in the laboratory as a cytotechnologist, and that means that I was screening cells, um, basically specimens from patients that were, um, we were looking for cancer or an infectious disease. And um, after a few years of doing that, I decided that I think it was time for me to move on into more of a, um, a trainer position somewhere. I really had a knack for laboratory information systems. And um, I could also see that the cytology world was shrinking around me. Um, unfortunately, I did end up getting laid off a couple of times in the lab. So when it came to Psyche Systems, they kind of took a chance on me and decided that I had something that they liked that I had to offer them. And after a couple of months here, I realized that the industry was changing. Molecular diagnostics became huge. We had a award-winning um, anatomic pathology system that we still have today, but we didn't have the molecular component. And um, since that was where the field was going, I, I figured, you know what? Let me ask the people that make some decisions around here if I could take a class, bring back the information, and let us develop something like this. So I took the class. We met with some of our client base. We met internally, and after hours and hours and hours, we came up with an idea of how we would go about making this application come to life. So even taking it a step further, um, that was about six years ago, and now we've actually transitioned the product not only into a molecular diagnostics platform, but also support cytogenetics, um, DNA sequencing platforms, as well as toxicology, 
clinical testing, um, and even a little bit of anatomic pathology at this point. So the overall goal of Nucleolus Affinity is to support every laboratory discipline that a laboratory may have in their facility. So why is it so important to have that, that versatility, you know, to, to be able to support um, all of the different disciplines? Why does that matter so much to, to you and to what you do at Psyche? Well, something I was starting to realize is that some of the areas where I felt the industry was lacking is the fact that when you have a patient report that goes back to a doctor, it could be piecemeal. Um, different labs perform different types of work, which means that they would create their own cases. And then that, that provider would then be in charge of kind of compiling that information and then looking at an overall perspective. If you had an application that could support all of those disciplines in one, basically creating one single case for each of the orderable entities, such as clinical diagnostics with molecular and maybe some anatomic pathology, you can have a comprehensive report in their hands all at the same time so that they can make the best interpretation of what those results are telling them and then come up with a plan for that patient's health in the future. So you got to have a hand in in designing this, in, in creating it, and really putting it into practice. How rewarding do you find it on a regular basis just to watch it in action and to see it actually tangibly help, you know, helping people's lives and improving their health? <laughs> That's a really funny question because it's extremely fulfilling, to be honest with you. Um, I really never thought that my career starting out in the cytology world would take me to where I am today um, and being able to be a part of that. I really owe Psyche a lot of that, of uh, the gratitude that I feel because to be honest with you, not very many people out there can say that they've been able to not only design the software, train the software, talk to the, the clients about it, see how we can enhance it, and then hear feedback. Um, most most recently from a training I was just at where they said, this is exactly what we've needed all this time, mm -hmm. and thank you. And I, I actually kind of welled up with tears, and it's kind of embarrassing to say, but I that was what I needed to hear, you know, because you, you think you know what, what the application needs, you think you know what the industry is um, moving towards, but without hearing that gratification and without hearing the feedback, you don't necessarily know. So finally getting to that point is just amazing. Yeah, and sometimes just that reassurance that what you're doing is working and having the intended benefit that you wanted it to have all along and that that hard work is paying off can just be so rewarding and kind of rejuvenating almost at times just to just to hear that it's working the way that you wanted it to. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, you know, I in the first podcast that we did uh, with Psyche, you know, I talked to uh, to Bob Sage, who is you know the founder of the company. We talked just about um, the interesting way that Psyche has. Um, not a hierarchical system, but more of a group system where people have different roles within the company. How has that really freed you up to be able to have your hand in a lot of different areas and have uh, make almost like the, the maximum amount of impact that you can? Well, I consider myself a pretty strong personality, so <laughs> it can be a little difficult at times, I admit it. But um, I do a lot of research around here and I make sure that I bring it to the proper people who... Um, do actually overall make some decisions around here and I I'm not shy about it so 
this company has allowed me to voice my opinion, to try to make change, to be able to bring things up like this, like creating a brand new application. I mean, after almost 40 years, who, who wants to have somebody come up and say, you're missing this? Um, but they've allowed me to be able to speak freely and to bring those things to the table um, to try to execute as successfully as possible. So um, this company is unlike anywhere I've ever worked, to be honest, um, where in the past I, I never felt like I had a voice or would really be able to make an impact. But at Psyche, you pretty much are able to do whatever you feel is right. And it's, uh, it's also an amazing feeling to know that whatever you have to say is heard, it's considered, and a plan will be put in place. So it's... um. It's like a family here. We, we're very small. We all talk about stuff together. Um, we try to figure out the best way to do something, and then we do it. So we're, we all have each other's backs. Absolutely. I, I think that that's a great benefit of uh, what Bob talked about in last week's podcast. And if you haven't heard it, make sure to go check out that first podcast in the series as well, just to understand a little bit more about how Psyche is set up and how it enables everyone to have a voice and to have kind of an equal say in things. I think it's a, it's a really impressive and really unique way for a company to be set up. And I think that, that is, uh, that's been of great benefit um, because it's allowed you to kind of flourish and, and, and take on different roles. Um, so now, uh, how what, what's the process like for as you continue to kind of monitor the software to make sure that everything is running smoothly? What's that look like on a daily basis? Are you con- constantly monitoring things to make sure, uh, hey, this is running, this is running the way we want? Do you have goals as far as, hey, we need to expand what it can do to do more things? Kind of what what's the next step for for uh, for the information system? Well, um, it's actually quite interactive. So we do get a lot of feedback from our client base. Um, they're constantly asking for, um, you know, pieces of functionality. Do you have this? Do you have that? Um, maybe they become features in the product. But what I see mostly is um, it comes in through maybe a support ticket. And then I will talk with the client and figure out exactly what it is that they're trying to do. So a lot of the things that they're asking to do, you really have to get to the nitty gritty detail of um, what is the actual overall goal. So um, we put a lot of care and, and concern into how Nucleolus works. So a lot of the pieces of functionality that they're asking for do already exist in the product. Um, so it would just be myself trying to show them or thinking about it in a different way on how they could use the product. Um, so some of the the new things that we would put into the product come do come from our con- client base. However, um, I do read a lot of articles. I sit in on other uh, webinars, or um, if if the instrument vendors have anything interesting to to learn about new um, instrumentation or testing that's out there, um, just to make sure that we're kind of on the leading edge, cutting edge of what is happening in the industry. Um, but then once something sparks interest or an idea is created, I would probably write um, a formal specification either myself or with our chief operating officer, who's also our lead developer for the product. So we would work together on writing a formal specification and um, we would bring it to the group. 
if the group decides that yes we like this functionality we want to put it in we will figure out which release it will go into um, so then we follow you know the the a release schedule to make sure everything goes in um, in a timely manner and then a QA process would take place some documentation on that new feature or functionality and then it will be deployed to our sites so um, it does follow quite a bit of steps involved, um, similar to the way the infographic works, but you can't do one without the other. Right. So um, it is a little bit time consuming and it can take, um, you know, about three months until something gets into the product, but that's because we follow a heavy release schedule. Absolutely. And with everything that you do with Nucleolus, it's it's with that goal of keeping, uh, giving patients just that better perspective of their overall health. And I, I, I appreciate that goal and that vision. And uh, I'm excited to see what you guys continue to do in the future. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that, that I try to make sure that we put first each time. Um, if you have lab workers or, you know, technicians using your application, and if it's cumbersome, if it's too many clicks, if it doesn't make sense, um, they lose interest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been there. It, it happens. You, you know, you, you go through a process and it, it, it drains you, you know, it wears on you a little bit. So if you have an application that works well, is fast, is um, efficient, you're you're going to have happy techs. You will have, <laughs> um, you know, you can't change the results, but you know, that cause they are what they are, but you will have uh, faster turnaround times. You will have, um, you know, basically be better patient care based on the fact that you have an application that can do it all and provide a comprehensive report. How have you found that, that being a tech yourself at one point, you know, working in labs yourself has, um, affected how you built this program and this software. Does, does that make sense? Does, do you feel like you have a better perspective of it than maybe someone who who was just a, a computer engineer that, that built software and that sort of thing but had never really been in a lab? Does that give you a, maybe a better perspective of things? I think it brings a, a very different perspective. Um, when a client asks for something or when when I'm training a client on, on something, they I understand what it is that they're asking for so I can give them the answer of the best way to use the application. Um, having been in their shoes, having been in their seat, you know, wanting to know well, how's, what's the fastest way I can get to this or I want my report to, to do certain things or, you know, maybe some, some special handling for formatting because of certain results. You know, I understand those aspects, but I also can... Um, relate to the way that a user would want to use the application. So when we do have a QA release, if there is um, a need for me to be involved in the testing aspect, I will test it from the point of view of a tech. Do I want to use it like this? Is this even is this even going to work? You know, mm -hmm. taking all of those things into consideration. So like I said before, I'm not very shy and I have no problem going into the developer's office and saying, I don't want to use it like this. If I don't want to use it like this, they're not going to want to use it like this. We have to rework this. And being able to say that <laughs> is <laughs> is really is really wonderful because they they can appreciate where I'm coming from having that that laboratory perspective. 
Absolutely. Well, I love the the way that you guys keep, um, you know, the the patient always in mind and keeping the humanity in everything that you do. And so I've loved getting to learn more about nucleosis today and the the life is a case diagram and and learning more about that uh, just kind of all throughout um, what it is that Psyche Systems does. So I I really appreciate uh, getting a chance to talk to you today, Deanna. Yeah, it was wonderful to speak with you as well. Um, you know, th- this being my f- my first podcast that I've ever done, I think it was very fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to do more again in the future. So uh, we'll talk again soon. Uh, but until next time, uh, thank you, Deanna, and uh, and we'll, we'll do it again soon. Thank you very much.